You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. We're back in the MSP zone. Uh, today, we are going to be talking to yet another MSP uh, business owner, executive, uh, someone who's been in the industry for quite some time. And uh, we're going to be getting some perspective from this uh, gentleman on what the last 10, 20 years in managed services has looked like, what the last six months in 2020 has looked like for his MSP practice, and get his perspective on uh, a bunch of other things, but including uh, regulation, MSP regulation, and uh, kind of his uh, retrospective uh, uh, views on on where we've come as an industry and, and where we're likely headed. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce today's guest, uh, Mr. Jim Van, um, CEO, uh, one of the co-founders, I think, of of Logicom. Is that correct? That would be correct, yeah. Myself and uh, Deb Pike, who uh, is now, uh, you know, she's she's doing other things now. She's moved down to Florida, and uh, I think she just enjoyed the hurricane. So, oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, well, the worst places to be than Florida, even in a hurricane, I suppose. But, um, Jim, welcome to the MSP Zone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Boy, it's been... uh, I, I keep thinking it's been God. What was it? 2006 that we uh, that we first met, right? Uh, I think Deb and I were sticking our toes in the water and looking at uh, uh, at uh, becoming managed service providers back then, and uh, ran into you in a conference in Atlanta, if I remember right. Um, and uh, over drinks, you mentioned the R word. You were the first person to do that. Uh, regulations, and you know, it's like you said then, and you're right today. You know, we need to have standards on this stuff. And you, you mentioned it then, and I always thought, and I've always been, you know, since then a pretty active member of the MSP or as active as I could be. And and just I, I, I just see, you know, you God, you had a lot of insight, you know, and uh, you know, we conducted ourselves, I think, uh, accordingly following um, the conversation we had, and then the subsequent conversations and the various shows that um, uh, that, that we've all been to. Um, I, I, I just think it's amazing. Uh, just a little background about Logicom. Um, you know, we yeah, started, we were, we were doing some great fix, but we had really, we started off more as a project-oriented type company. And we became um, we became break fix when it seemed like most of our customers required somebody to come in there and uh, and, and get things squared away. Um, and it was really around that point um, that um, that we discovered that most of the problems we were encountering weren't with hardware; they were with software. And uh, that's when we discovered that a lot of the stuff could be done remotely. And uh, we were actually looking at a, a vendor at attending a conference in Atlanta. And, um, and you popped in and we talked even more. And by the end of it, we were MSPs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if only were everything were so simple, right? <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, it's, uh, 
So it's uh, that was that was an enjoyable. Uh, I think it was a weekend, if I remember right. It was enjoyable, and uh, uh, you know, we came back and we started putting it all together, and uh, we started getting active with you with your organization. Um, and uh, you know, and it's like it, it's amazing when you think about from those days what uh, being an MSP was the, the definition, and uh, and and how many God, and there's still a lot of people who are doing break fix and billing themselves as MSPs. And it, 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 it's such a, it's such a big difference. And it's, it, it's still, you know, I still have a hard time really defining it and explaining it to people. Cause I, I mean, you know, when you think about it, like uh, today, for example, uh, or these days, I should say, uh, it's almost everybody is using cloud services. Uh, and yeah, we're a cloud service provider and we, we, we have been for actually for a pretty long time. Yeah. Um, it, it, and it gives us a lot of freedom and it gives the client a lot of freedom uh, as, as well. I mean, we're able to offer different things and add on things. It's, it, it's kind of cool, but you know, when you, when you, when you think about what it was like in those days, I mean, first of all, you had to buy a lot of shelfware. So you'd buy like, for example, an RMM system and, you know, you'd have to pick up a thousand licenses to get a decent break. And you might only have about maybe 300 customers. So you had the remaining 700 licenses kind of like sitting there. Um, today it's like you ramp up as you ramp up and you ramp down as you ramp down. And it just makes it easier for everyone. And it's just more economical. I mean, all the way across, I, I think all the way across the ecosystem. Well, it's, it's, it's to your point, it's, it's easier today, Jim, to become an MSP than I think what you're describing to the, the, uh, the youngsters coming up now, uh, who, you know, are, are literally becoming an MSP, you know, or, or maybe they've worked a little bit for a break fix company and they're seeing that evolution. It's a lot easier economically, financially to get into managed services. But you also said that there's a, there's an expectation. And I don't think that the expectation was there because that conversation you're alluding to, and I'll take your word for it, 2006 there, you know, other than us, you know, saying, look, let's behave now so that we don't ever have to be corrected later on. And that's, that was kind of my point is, look, let's, let's, let's do it right from the beginning to the extent that we know what doing it right means. Let's, let's figure it out and do it in a consistent fashion that, that doesn't, you know, hold anything back or hide anything from people who might want to know. And the, the only problem is nobody really wanted to know back then, but today, they do. And so there, do you feel that there's an expectation or a change of expectation on, on your fellow MSPs today compared to tw- 2006? Uh, and, and, I, and I agree with you. You know, back, back in the day, and you're right, no, nobody wanted to know anything. You have Floyd in accounting who occasionally did fixes on machines and stuff. Um, and, you know, we, we stepped in to uh, let Floyd get back to accounting which was the uh, main business and to, uh, and to basically step in and, you know, to the, even to this day, even with our smallest customer, we remain a trusted advisor, you know, and that is so important to develop that relationship, uh, no matter the size of your client. 
so that, you know, so that people come to depend on you. They don't go running off and say, oh, let's go to Best Buy and have a party, you know, uh, just to be able to uh, to come in and say, well, you know, this gadget kind of interests me because, you know, some stuff is great. Some stuff is lousy. To your point about the um, uh, uh, about the regulation and stuff, the thing that concerns me today, and you, you had sort of alluded to this, it's real easy to become an MSP. Um, you know, if you have a credit card, you got a little bit of cash uh, kicking around, you too can uh, join up with any number of, uh, of cloud service providers out there. You can uh, buy from them uh, a very minimal amount. And you can go out there and uh, you can do your best to sell it. Uh, the problem is that that's the deal. Doing your best sometimes means that, God, you know, you're, you're really looking at, um, and I, I, I'm trying to find a polite word for it. But go ahead. It's, you, can, you, can, you can really make everybody look bad. And, and that's, that's the other fear that I have is uh, how many people out there are supposedly MSPs, but they're really not. You well, know? And, you know, I, I remember, I don't know if you recall this, but I, I, I know you came to a handful of uh, a number of MSP conferences that, that we hosted, and including some in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. And my recollection of the Florida market I, I don't know if it's the same, but I remember 10 years ago, you talked to an MSP in Florida, and, and there were a lot of them, and there, there still are a lot of MSP-based Florida, uh, MSPs oh, sure. in Florida. They would complain like nobody else on the planet about other, quote-unquote, MSP wannabes who were price-cutting and undercutting everything just to steal and, and take customers and win deals. And... Um, you know, that, that, that was a really unique part of that market that I, I honestly, I don't know if it's still around or if it's, if it's resolved itself, but I mean, we've, we've always had issues, you know, they, they seem to come and go and they, and, and they generally fix themselves. How, you know, I, I struggle with, we need to be transparent to people who want to see us, but you know, I, I don't necessarily want the barrier to entry to be super high either, right? I, I don't want to become like a union where it's, you know, there's only a, you know, five, 10% of the market is actually practicing managed services, which would shoot up pricing and leave a lot of people out, you know, excluded from that market. I'm, I'm not suggesting that, but... Um, yeah, leave a lot of clients, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, my, my view is there's more customers waiting for a good quality MSP than there are MSPs able to do the work. I've long felt that. I, I don't know if, do, do you sense that that's, I mean, you, you talk to a lot of customers. Do, do you see them coming to you to Logicom and saying, wow, finally we found somebody that we can trust and actually gets what this is? Yes, I, I, I've received, you know, uh, an initial, uh, you know, calls on initial contact I've, I've heard lots of horror stories about people who, I don't know, I guess they were doing it from their spare bedroom. I, I, I have no idea, but they, they definitely um, uh, they definitely weren't even beginning to meet the needs of uh, e even the smallest of businesses. And, you know, the, these days, this is what we deal with. We, we like dealing with startups. We like dealing with people who are, are uh, young businesses. Um, 
it, uh, they have a lot of enthusiasm. And, and to that point, they also have a lot of energy, which requires, you know, a lot of um, not necessarily feeding, but you, you have to make sure everything is running perfectly. Yeah. And it, it's a whole deal about being uh, being a managed service provider. You know, you're you're being proactive. You know, it's not like you're waiting there for somebody to call and tell you there's a problem. You want to know the problem first and, and try to fix it, you know. And um, a lot of people aren't set up that way. It's pretty easy to go out and rent Office 365, rent a stack of licenses to rent, you know, some of the add-ons and stuff and then sell it. Uh, at you know a standard you know markup, but the problem with that is there's no money in it. Uh, you're not going to make any money. Now, if if you're picking up Office 365, it's say eleven dollars a unit, you know, per month. Let's say that that's generally about the highest I've seen it. I, I think a little higher, even eleven fifty. But you know, people turn around and they're selling it for twelve fifty, like Microsoft does. Boy, you're making like what a dollar to a dollar and a half per license per month off a user that, that works out great. If you've got a three or 400 uh, user, you know, uh, base, you know, in, in a client, but if you're dealing like we are with more individual people, you have to create a stack, but then you have to add your own value in with the stack. So, uh, you know, you get a little bit, you get a little bit of everything. Excuse the dog in the background. Yeah. You can tell I'm working. It, it's your guard dog. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's my official guard, uh, guard dog. Well, uh, yeah, she's over there and, uh, yeah, doing her thing. So, um, so yeah, any, anyways, it's like, it, it's just, it, it's remarkable, uh, what I see in terms of what, what people do and what they offer. And, you know, it's like, if you go out and you're, you're charging 25 or even $30 a month uh, per seat, you know, I mean, those people, regardless of what, you know, what, what the, um, uh, you know, what, what you have for an agreement with them, uh, they're going to look for support. They're going to look for support at whatever time they need support. And, uh, you know, at $25 a month, you're not going to be able to offer that. Even if you have everybody outsourced to some bizarre, you know, country in a bizarre part of the world, you know? Uh, so I, you know, it, it's, it, and it's the thing I've always felt about MSP, uh, and about the MSP Alliance is, you know, it, you have to be professional. You, you need to be, you have such a wealth of information, uh, that's available to members and you have so many certification services that, that are available and people, People should really read this stuff. They should study it. They should get to know it. They should practice it. And, you know, and they should get certified. You know, uh, it, it, I, I always feel better when I can go out and tell somebody it's like, you know, we, you know, we, we, you know, we walk the walk as well as talk the talk. You know, I always feel good about that. And, you know, with, uh, again, with MSP Alliance, it's like, it, it's always been a great case. I, it's, it's a big source for me. I appreciate that. Um, you, so you, sure. for those that don't know, Logicom is based out, uh, you're up in Providence, uh, Rhode Island, correct? Yep. The, yes. So you're, you're in a pretty, uh, you're, you're in a pretty mature market for managed services, right? We've had legacy MSPs in, in the Boston, you know, that corridor, um, uh, you know, for, for since the mid nineties. Um, so long time. So yeah. you, you've, you've, you're in a market that is, that is fairly well established. 
you know, it, it is. Yeah. How have you been doing? Because I'm really curious. We haven't talked in a while. How has 2020 been for you guys and for your customers? And I just like to know because I think every market tends to be a little bit different depending on who we're talking to. Well, it, it, it's always interesting because, of course, we're in interesting times right now as the Chinese curse goes. But the um, uh, the reality uh, the reality is is we've actually we we've grown in 2020, and one of the reasons we've grown and especially grown since about say March, we've uh, really added on uh, a reasonable amount of customers um, is because uh, everybody's working from home and nobody has any clue how to do it. Uh, so, in, in given, in given, for example, that that we ourselves have, have always, you know, been dispersed. You know, we work from anywhere. You know, whether it's the uh, driver's seat of an MG Midget or an airport lounge or where have you, all of us are able to connect in, and we we have a good infrastructure, and we've been able to, um, we've been able to, we found ourselves doing a lot more in terms of education, in terms of educating clients uh is how to do things and we make extensive use of um of, of various you know online things like we use quick help which is a product of uh brain bench and uh it's really terrific because it for a starter it'll give short little uh, videos if you need to know how to do something let's say in whatever in excel you can go out and look it up you can search for it in uh on the brain bench site which all of our uh, uh all of our uh, clients so it's like uh, end, user, end user training sounds like. They, they, they do, yeah, they do. They do all the training, but they're like two or three minute videos. They're not like these lengthy things. Right, right. You know, it, it, it works well, you know. It, it meets, it, and we just find ourselves acting more in the role of educator than we do necessarily in, you know, gee whiz. Well, you know, we're getting calls about this or that or that for the help desk. You know, I mean things things run pretty well and uh, we have to remind people we, we send, we, we still do the same thing and send them monthly reports on, on everything that's happened on whatever, you know, infrastructure, whether it's a network or whether it's simply uh, just a machine, but, you know, keeping people informed, Hey, this is all happening in the background and you haven't noticed it because we're taking care of it. That That's important to do. Yeah. And, uh, and it continues to be, and here we are in 2020, and it still continues to be. <laughs> it's amazing. So this is really People interesting, are- Jim, because because you're uh, an additional uh, evidence, uh, albeit anecdotal, that the the MSP market actually did fairly well during the pandemic. And the one, you know, we talked to some members who you know were were in maybe some hospitality, right? Hard hit, right? Restaurants hard hit. Um, oh, yeah. uh, travel, tourism, you know, in certain places, many places were, were, uh, were affected deeply, but there's a lot of, lot of good sectors and, and across the board, MSPs, especially if they had diverse, uh, customer bases did fairly well compared to, let's say a break fix company who probably saw a lot of that discretionary pr- project work and spending dry up. Um, it, it's right. good to hear that you, you actually, you, yeah. Did well, all things being equal. I mean, our, one of, one of our growths, and, and, and one of the one of the reasons that it's so nice being here in Providence is, is that we've seen a great deal of growth in the startup uh, market, and uh, interesting. And, uh, Providence has become 
kind of like a, 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 almost a startup capital uh, here. It's uh, it, as I said before, the pricing is is much lower it's, uh, to live here and to start up things here than it is in say Boston. But you have all this Boston talent and knowledge. It's like you know, forty five minutes up the road, and uh, many of whom actually move here because it's so much cheaper. It's it's really it's it's a nice town, nice quality of life. And, uh, and, you know, it just it, it works well. So we're seeing where it used to be that I would say that two thirds of our uh, of our uh, client base was uh, in Massachusetts and southeastern Mass and in the uh, Boston area, mostly in the uh, in the, you know, the suburban Boston area. Uh, now we're seeing probably about two thirds of our client base being here in Rhode Island. You know, of course it's grown, so we still have the original uh, uh, clients that we've had, but we've uh, we've added on quite a few. And the other the other thing I'll, I'll add here, I don't want to ramble too long, but um, we're um, we've seen a change where we used to really focus on verticals. We we've uh, we've really spent quite a bit of time. In uh, in legal vertical, uh, for example, and you know with law, mm-hmm. and um, and the switch over to startups, which really puts us in everything. God, we have one one company that's uh, they're producing food for pregnant women. Uh, don't ask, but it's it's there. And vertical and market. We have uh, what's that? It's a vertical market. It, it's. Uh, it, it's it's, it's something for sure. Yeah, it's kind of a vertical market. Um, but we, we just found all these different startups. They're, they're, the thing is that they're diverse, but the needs are still common. Yeah. So, so look, I, no, I mean, that, that's fantastic. And, and I suppose being a startup, right, no matter what you do as a startup, you're always going to need tech in 2020, right? I mean, that's, that's the universal okay. commonality in, in, your, in, your vert, in your market concept. What the, one of the beauties is, too, is that we're not having to go in and lecture somebody on getting new equipment because all their equipment is new. It's generally covered by, you know, a good, you know, manufacturer's warranty, usually an extended warranty. And, you know, so we usually have the hardware piece of this out of the way, which is, you know, when you're dealing with somebody who's a legacy client, you're dealing quite often with somebody who's coming to you with like an eight-year-old laptop. Mm-hmm. And... uh you, you kind of have to break it to them that mm, maybe it's time to do a little refresh here, um, which can be very, they can really resist that. So, um, you know, in, when you're doing the startup side of things, you're not dealing with that uh, tech refresh that you're, you're having to talk somebody into elsewhere. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. Um, look, before I let you go, Jim, I, I really w- want to get your, uh, your, your expertise and your perspective as an MSP who's been around for, you know, a long time. There's a lot of MSPs who, who just are, you know, maybe two, three years into this, but you've been around, you've seen a lot. Um, what's the one, if, you, if, you, if I had to press you, one bit of advice you would give an MSP starting off today in mid-2020, what, what, what's something, a gem of wisdom you'd give them to, to help them out, um, something that you've learned and picked up on, on the way? Um. Well, I, I, I think two things. You know, I was uh, I was at a uh, conference, one of these Florida conferences, uh, and and I overheard an MSP. This is going back about five years now, uh, who basically said, "I won't speak to uh, to a 
they're uh, unless their monthly spend with us is at least I don't know was like five grand or something. And I'm kind of I'm kind of like uh, I'm kind of like well you know send them to us you know. And I think that's one thing is is you really shouldn't look these uh, smaller clients. Uh, you know you sh- you shouldn't dismiss them. You should definitely try and service them and try and think of their needs. Um, you know, and, and, and that's number one is, you know, size, you know, really doesn't matter. And number two, it's like, do your homework. You know, it's like, and, and you know, you're just, just going to the uh, MSP Alliance site alone. There is such a wealth of knowledge there. And there's certainly a lot of other knowledge too. Microsoft offers a lot of free training and uh, some of the cloud service providers that you run into also provide webinars and training. And it, it, it's like constantly being in grad school. God, I felt that way for a long time. But the end, the end result is, is, you know, things are constantly changing and you have to stay at least on top of it, if not ahead of the curve. So those are the things I think that I would put out to people. Yeah, I, that's, that's really good, good advice and good perspective. And, um, you know, I, I, I see a lot of a lot of MSP websites that look like they're really old, like they haven't been updated. And it's like, OK, well, maybe maybe you should do some things that are new. Maybe you should have a different perspective. And it's not all about the website, but it's it's just about what you do as a company and, and how fresh you keep it. And uh, and are you staying relevant? And clearly Logicom is is doing that because it sounds like things are are going um, are, are going well for you. So that's uh, fantastic. Um Jim, thank you very much for joining the MSP Zone. Oh, what was that? Yeah. I said, I'm still drinking a decent wine. Sorry. <laughs> Aren't we all? Well, the, hopefully one day soon. But um, no, it, it's, a, it's a pleasure yeah. talking to you again, Jim, and um, all our best to your team and uh, continued growth and, uh, and all that throughout the rest of 2020. Again, thanks for having me. All right, folks, that was Jim Van from Logicom. Hope you enjoyed that perspective. Um, leave us your comments, uh, your, your thoughts, questions. I would love to hear them. And until next time, this is Charles Weaver for the MSP Zone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.